1: I'm Sophie and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. Welcome to the first episode of Staying In with She's All Fat. We have a lot to catch up on, but first I just wanted to say thanks for sticking with us since last season. It's been a long and difficult Six months? And it can feel wrong sometimes to be putting our energy into podcast production when, one, there's an international pandemic affecting mostly marginalized communities and immunocompromised folks, and two, a huge wave of protests against police violence against Black individuals and Black communities. It's important to remember that these protests aren't just a reaction to recent events the police murder of George Floyd, earlier this year, the police murder of Breonna Taylor, and many more. That would imply that violence has lessened in between the more publicly acknowledged murders of Philando Castile in 2016, Michael Brown in 2014, or Trayvon Martin in 2012. Let alone the cases of police violence against Black women, non-binary Black people, the Black LGBT community, and especially Black trans people like Tony McDade. By the way, some of those cases have the chance to be reopened. We'll link to some of the petitions in the show notes. But police violence against BIPOC, Black and Indigenous People of Color, has not significantly altered, and these murders are not isolated incidents. That's all to say, this is nothing new. But... What I have been excited by is that a lot of folks are taking the lead from Black writers, activists, and organizers who are using this moment to educate, to create sustained support for Black Lives Matter, and to change the systems allowing anti-Black racism to go unchecked in our society. And like a lot of others, we're going to use this moment to make our own continued efforts. Number one, we will confront our own complacency and anti-black racism and white supremacy as a team and as a fat community, a fat mali community. Number two, we will learn and share about the intertwined history of anti-black racism and fat phobia. And number three, we will take action through monetary donation, online petitions, and the uplifting of black voices on our platform. So this is part of a long and continued effort, so you'll hear updates about each of those prongs on every show. This isn't a complete statement about what we're doing by any means. We're just letting y'all know that this is the path we are going to be walking and be doing it more vocally as well. Right now, we have two steps we're ready to tell you about. One, every episode is going to end with an action item. In the interviews we've already recorded, I've asked our guests to give you a suggestion of something to do to take care of yourselves during COVID and quarantine. But especially for our listeners who are not BIPOC, Taking care of yourself is not enough. We have to take care of each other. Each week will be different. We might ask you to match our donation to a bail fund or call a list of representatives in your state. We'd love suggestions and we're going to prioritize calls from within the family as well. We need to do more as a community. This is what we're doing so far. We're glad you're along for the ride. Let us know if you have suggestions for what else you'd like to see She's All Fat do in the name of fighting anti-black racism, abolishing the police in prisons, and for liberation, period. Secondly, Welcome to the She's All Fat Anti-Racist Book Club. White and non-black listeners, this one is especially for you if you'd like to be working through your internalized racism and fat phobia. We're going to start out with Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. Each week, we'll read a chapter together as a community, and the show notes will have questions for us to guide our reading. We've put a few links in the show notes to Black-owned bookstores this week, so you can pick up a copy yourself. Throughout the season, we'll be talking to guests about the topics in the book, and I would love to get Sabrina herself on here if she's not too busy, so your job, if you'd like to participate, is simply to buy the book between now and next week. Next week, we'll have some guided reading questions, and we'll get started. I'm really excited to make these changes in our pod community, and it honestly feels like the right time in conjunction with this series we've created for you. It didn't feel right to go around business as usual when the pandemic started, and I'm so glad that we're continuing to shake it up. All season long, we're talking about COVID, quarantine, and its intersections with fatness. And speaking of changes, this episode is just a nice little hangout to tell you all about the changes going on around Team SAF, and there's been quite a few of them. So in this episode, we're going to pull back the curtain and welcome you to a behind-the-scenes SAF sleepover to start out the season. I want this episode to feel like we're all on one big Zoom slumber party, eating popcorn, doing temporary tattoos, talking about bat stuff, and just taking a moment to chill out in between being revolutionary and going to protests, if you can safely, and all that stuff. First things first, I gotta break the news that Baby's got a new podcasting partner. We joined with Acas to help with our ads and audience reach so we can spread the message of Fat Justice further while also uh, paying our team. We are still completely independent in terms of our intellectual property and our decisions about content, which was really important to us and why it took me so long to sign with anyone in particular. And also my team can now spend more time on the actual content of the show and on our community. So it's a win-win. Our Patreon is still extremely important to us. It's our reliable income and it keeps us accountable to our community. So please don't give up there. But now that we are working with ACAST for ads, we wanted to introduce you to our ACAST liaison, Becky, here on the Zoom sleepover to chat with me about what our partnership is going to look like or sound like to our audience. Here's Becky. Hey, Sophia. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. So let's start with who you are and how you Know
2: us? Okay, so my name is Becky. Obviously, um I work in content partnerships at Acast, so a <laughs> uh, very like businessy thing. And I know she's all fat for my friend Carly, uh who is like a huge fan. Like, yay! Just, like, Carly loves the show. <laughs> so yeah, so I've listened. I haven't listened to every episode, but I have listened to. That's okay. Few. I haven't
1: either. <laughs> well, we were really glad to know that we were going to be working with someone at Acast who like, already liked the show. Like, that's a very reassuring thing because the reason we, like, waited for four seasons to sign on to anything is because we wanted someone who really got us. It was important to us to not sign on somewhere and, like, sign all of our rights away. So it's nice to be, like, A-Cast feels like a feels like a real partner because y'all are handling, like, the ad stuff, which is the worst part of it for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> but we haven't given you any, like, you don't ask for, like, a... Uh, what's it called like ip or whatever you know it's like we're still fully in control and you're just like helping us with stuff which is really nice definitely
2: and i think like we want to support creators because you without you guys there wouldn't be any us right there wouldn't be a need for us without creators and people making content so well i still
1: don't trust any company or corporation but we'll Fair. see how it goes <laughs> <gets. laughs> but it is really nice first of all to have all of my contacts so far at Acast B women is reassuring for me and yeah. And it's cool to be like working with someone who already knows the podcast and knows like what we want to do. That makes me feel like it'll be a like fruitful partnership because you'll get you get us and you get the, the family and the community and the community can feel like, oh, like the decisions that they're making are with Sophie and with someone who like already likes the show. I,
2: I remember when I first heard from my boss that like you guys were in talks with us. I was like, we were sitting at this like big, we have like a big lunch table in our office, RIP the lunch, the lunch office, because uh-huh. we're all home. We're uh, all at home. Yeah. And it was after this event we had done and we were all sitting there. And my boss was like, yeah, like we're in talks with She's All Fat. And I was like, hold on, <laughs> like take 10 steps back. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> what? <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. I mean, this episode is pulling back the curtain a little bit on how on behind the scenes for how we put together the podcast meal. And like (laughs) the reason I felt comfortable joining with ACAST is because I feel like ACAST can bring this the expertise, like an expertise that I don't have. One of the things we kept running into the last several seasons is just like there's not enough time in the day for all of us to both work on the podcast and work on the Patreon and work on like all the stuff we do for all those things and do ads, and be aware of like podcasting's landscape in general. Like it's just too much for us to do as a small team that all has other jobs in addition to doing this. Like as a like passion project that sometimes makes enough money you know what I mean so like I was like okay cool Acast is gonna help with the parts that I have continually put off for four seasons which is like I had Maria or April do the ad stuff because I was so bad at it because I hate (laughs) doing it and like by doing the ad stuff I mean like what we would do before uh is like well April and I started by doing fake ads because we wanted to like use the secret To pull ads in, and it worked. That's a secret. That's like the secret, right? We just like put ads in. (laughs) So, OG listeners know about those fake ads. Then we worked. Our first ad was with Danny Daisy La, who we are still big mutual supporters. She did our first um, merch T shirt with us. You can still get it on the Daisy La site. Um, We'll link that in the show notes, use code SAF (laughs) so we get money. And then from there, we got some people reaching out to us, but we also reached out to a lot of people. Like we literally just made a list of all these companies we thought would work well with our audience that I thought, okay, our audience might want to hear from this company and like might want to use a code for this company. And like reached out to them. And that's, that takes like a a lot, like that's somebody's full job at other places. Like that's a full thing. (laughs) And it was always my least favorite part because even though I, I like the top level of working with brands, like I like being like, oh, cool. I'm really excited for like the family to have this code. Or like, I think people will, for example, I really like working with our small fat businesses or just small businesses that work with us, like Rosmarino Candles. Like, I love it when Rose Marino emails us and is like, people are still using the code because that's, that's just so one lady cute. who I like, you yeah. know, <laughs> like that part of it. I really like the part that's like emailing back and forth about percentages and blah, blah, blah. Like, I couldn't care less about that. And therefore I fuck it up. So when we were like, what could we use in a partner? It's like a company that we can trust as far as you can trust companies once again yeah. <laughs> to like work with us on getting ads that are respectful of our audience. So that's kind of the evolution of of ads up till now. I want it to be really transparent why we were like, oh, yeah, we definitely want to work with someone on this. We're growing to the point where it's not sustainable for us to do in-house anymore. Absolutely. So as we transition ads to Acas, like can you briefly in an audience oriented way say like what will change for the audience in terms of ads? So there's going to be two different kinds of ads you're going to hear on the show. One type of ad
2: is going to be sort of a generic, um, like, pre-recorded ad, not in Sophia's voice. Like an ad for Ford or an ad for Candy Crush or... You know, a, yeah. just a generic brand. You'll hear those at the end of the episodes, after the credits. What I do want to say is if you listen to those, um, the show gets money. So even if they're super annoying, uh, it's a good way let and easy play. way to support the show. Just let them play. It's a, You know, sometimes they're pretty interesting or fun or like a little silly. We adhere, this is sort of like the businessy jargon, we adhere to IAB standards, which basically means we can tell if the ad has been listened to, if ads are listened to, Sophia and the show.
1: Get money, so again, (laughs) easy way to support the show. Well, what we've done so far with ads is because we were we had such a high level of control over them. I considered every ad so much that like sometimes I would post in the Patreon Facebook group about them and be like, (laughs) "Do you think that this ad is like okay to do? Like, would you guys be upset if you heard this?" Because I care, like I really care about the show, obviously. And every single time I did that, the patrons would always be like, I don't fucking care. Like, get get the money you need to get. Like, just play the ad. And I'd be like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's not like after this, we're going to have – like, we're never going to have, like, Weight Watchers ads on this show or whatever. No. But, like, I was like, okay – it would be okay to like stop trying to be so entirely in control over the ads because people understand that their function is to like pay our team. So ads have this potential to like be a regular source of income for us that will pay people a more livable wage. Okay, I want to reveal the curtain a little bit on this too. So the ones at the end of the episode, those are ones that I I went through this like long checklist where I could check off category types and I can go through and check off the ones I do not want to have ads for. So I did that and obviously I checked off everything that like I thought would be antithetical to SAF, but as an audience, if you hear one that you're like bothered by, please just let me know because I can like ask what category that's under and then check it off. I mean, I checked off a lot that I didn't want. And then there were just whole categories that I was like, what would an ad for this even <laughs> be? Like, they're so wild. Some of them, or even some of them, I was like sports, do we want sports ads? And I was like, <laughs> uh, why not? who cares? (laughs) Why not? Let them play at the end. People can listen to a sports ad. So that's how those autoplay ads work. It'll sound kind of like what you might hear on the radio, for example. If you let it play, then we'll get money. Uh, Lynn, insert like a ka-ching sound here. Okay, great. (laughs) So like, that'll be great for us. And that's how Lynn is going to get paid. Lynn, insert ka-ching sound again. So and then the other kinds of ads in the middle and the beginning, they're going to be more like ones we already have had. Right. Where like I'm doing a host read and those I'm going to have more obviously like control over those because I'll be reading them so I can say like, oh, I don't like this or like whatever. And they'll also hear it'll be like the same file.
2: So let's say it's an ad for an Audio Technica mic. You'll hear the same ad in an episode from You know, six months ago is one from three years ago. It'll be the same exact file. It'll be
1: inserted. Yeah. So what that means is that you can make money off of people listening to back catalog. And I know people listen to the back catalog a yeah. lot because people tell us that they do. So yeah. that'll be really helpful for us because before this, all of our ads were tied to a specific contract. And though, even if people were listening to the ads because they were listening to old episodes, we weren't getting yeah. paid for that. So this yep. is like a way for us to monetize our older episodes and and like keep our whole catalog making money for us, which is awesome. I also want to note that We kept in all of our fake ads. Um, We're just going to have additional ads, real ads in there because I was really proud of what April and I did in that season. It was fun. I liked our fake ads a lot. I, like, texted her about this, actually. I was like... Because April isn't on the pod anymore. As we know, she's like a famous TV writer now. And so I, t- I texted her the other day. I was like, We're keeping in the fake ads. She's like, Hell yeah. <laughs> like, we got to keep- <laughs> preserve those forever. And we also kept in a couple, like, small independent companies that still had their codes going with us. So, like, Rose Marino, for example, like I said, because she's like a one person company and not the same to us as, like, you know, whatever. We did campaigns with larger companies that was for a limited amount of time. And it was important to us to stay in contract with the people who we like want to support who are small companies. And on top of that, We are still doing social ads that are like independent. Those are totally on our own. We do social ads and anyone that we want to work with, we can send to you and be like, hey, we want to work with these people too. Absolutely. So we can still, we had more freedom before, I would say, to work with smaller businesses because we had more ability to lower rates for people, which I did, even though it was unadvisable for (laughs) me and my pockets, but I just wanted to work with cool people. (laughs) But now it's like, okay, we can still do that, but it'll be like, we'll do social ads with them or like we'll send them to you and and see what we can work out. So as a listener, it'll be like the ads will sound a little different. Is there anything else that you think that people should know and then we can talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> it's sort of a last word kind of thing on Acast. If you work for some giant
2: ad agency and you know that your brand would like to be on a super body positive podcast, reach out to Sophia, reach out yeah. to their team. And you know we can work something out. I apologize to all the listeners if she's all fat that this is becoming a business call, but, uh, <laughs> but
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, this is what we're doing. We're pulling back the curtain on business and like letting them know how even though business suffuses everything right like I would not be able to do this without making some money from it but the truth is I make very little money from it because I take much less than I pay like all of our team because I want our team to make money so like in order to be sustainable we have to figure out how to make more money and hopefully working with ACAST will allow us to do that in a way that still feels like c- close to our wants for the pod and our original Goals, and it makes me feel a lot better doing that, knowing that like our liaison at Acast is you, somebody <laughs> who like was already a fan of the pot. Like, I think that makes it a much better situation if there's ever something that comes up where I'm like, okay the audience like Fat family really hated this like ad like how can we avoid doing this ever again you know what I mean and I can be transparent about it and be like okay y'all I'm gonna talk to Becky about this like literally they know who you are you know so it's not like I don't want people to think that all of a sudden we have like a shit ton of money now that we're getting (laughs) ads like it's still me like (laughs) on the phone trying to figure out what I've done and like how to make something work you know what I mean Definitely. Definitely. Even just my like my own this is my own
2: take on things. Like we live in a capitalist system, right? We live in a a society that doesn't like to pay artists or pay people who are making things
3: for the things they're
2: making. So in podcasting, it's this like hugely like indie medium. Like most people who are making podcasts are independent people. So I think what I like about ACAST and why I think you should listen to the ads is because this is how the show can make money. Yeah. Like it's, I know like, again, capitalism and ads and whatever, but you know, use what you can within a a shit system.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I want people to understand the difference between this and like, if we were part of something like WNYC, which would be my like dream. Right. (laughs) But that would mean that we have so much more overhead and oversight and like lots of people helping with stuff and the smaller I mean, I think people are mostly aware of this. It's hard for me to tell because now I'm on the inside. You know, I don't (laughs) quite know what like info is there on the outside. But like, that's just such a different situation than what we're in. We didn't end up joining a network. But like, for example, our friends um, have a network that is like really incredible that we really like. And we'll post their shows in the show notes. Again, big fan of Foxy Brown's, which is our friend Priyanka and Camilla's podcast on their ne- on their network. I'm pretty sure she's an ACASter as well. Yeah. So Erios is like connected with Acast. That's how we got in contact with you guys is like we wanted to join their network. And then they were like, actually, let's connect you directly to Acast." But like joining a network gives you a different kind of support. Having working with ACAS gives you a different kind of support. Like working with a studio gives you a different kind of support. It's just all very like different and I wonder if to a listener it's not very transparent so that's why I wanted to like give a little bit more info but yeah like just continue to let us know any feedback you have about ads and like try to listen to them if you can because that's how we make money to keep the lights on here and now you know it's me and Becky talking about the ads so if you have any feedback (laughs) let us know and we'll talk about (laughs) we'll talk about it. we wanted to ask you some sleepover questions. Did you do a lot of sleepovers when you were a little kid? I feel like I did a normal amount of sleepovers. Like I don't
2: feel like I did like a bazillion sleepovers, but I have like vivid memories of being at sleepovers at like my
1: middle, or actually elementary school friend, Brenna. Um, I did a lot of sleepovers with my best friend when I was homeschooled, um, who was also homeschooled. Her name was Melissa Newman. She now like runs her own business. Shout out to you, Melissa. Um, Anyways, okay, so my sleepover questions Okay, let's do a would you rather. Okay. Okay, would you rather have a face like the digitally created faces in Cats the movie? <laughs> okay, you have like a cat's face. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm I'm
2: assuming I'm going to be not that because <laughs> like forever. Okay. Forever. Okay.
1: And you're still Do I have you? like the hair and the and the like the craziness okay yes and you're but you're still you and you can like talk like normal and everything but you just have a cat's face or would you rather have like human-sized cat's paws like everything about you is normal except for your paws are cat's paws (laughs) okay so i'm a i'm a strong dog person so this is like the most challenging question i know um i've asked this question about with a dog's head too and It's much more threatening with a cat's head. I don't know why. (laughs) I I think I would pick the cat's head because like opposable thumbs, you know, like I I think I need the opposable thumbs. Wow. It's an interesting question because it's like you could get really deep on it and be like, (laughs) do you want to like live a life where people perceive you differently or one where you like have to live with a different kind of mobility than you're used to or something? But actually, it's just like, do you want huge cat's paws? Or not? Yeah. Like I mean, you do I'm
2: picturing. Em. You know that? <laughs> do you remember that video? It was like I'm a cat and a dance, dance, dance and a dance, dance, dance. Like archaic internet shit. Like yes. I'm picturing like the cat because it was like tapping a piano. I think at one point in the video, like that's what I'm picturing is me like typing on my computer for work. And like you're just like video calling. <laughs> 100%. A hundred percent.
1: <laughs> and I want to clarify, they're like huge cats' paws, like their paws, <laughs> and like you have it's huge gigantic. claws and shit. Yeah. So you could like climb trees, but you can't type for sure. But do I want to climb trees? Like, I think that's I really know.
2: like, I think I would rather like, I think I could rock like a cat's face. Like, you know, you grow your hair
1: long enough,
2: you kind of uh-huh. dye crazy colors. Uh-huh. All
1: of a sudden it's like, well, okay, that's fair. I think I personally would choose the cat's paws because I feel like I would be able to find like mobility devices. Like I would just do a lot of like talk to text stuff. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. I would also be like, sorry, I can't do the dishes. I have cat's paws. <laughs> I <laughs> can't get my paws wet. Sorry. Are they covered in hair? Yeah. So I'd be like, sorry. Like cats hate getting their paws wet. Like it's just too gross for me to wash the dishes. Sorry. Like I can't do it. That's, <laughs> and that's we that's both my fair do. points. That's what. That's how I feel. I think, and I yeah. would like use my claw to like pick up cherries and eat cherries off my claw.
2: You know, with with the cherries, like what I'm picturing is like the cherries on the ground and you like purposefully putting them on the ground so that you uh-huh. can like spear them. Like that's what I'm
1: picturing. Around my hammock. Yeah. I yeah. yeah so. Around your hammock. You're just like yes. laying
2: there, like waving I'm a like share
1: Khan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like this question. I think it's very silly. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It's really cool to be like, look, everyone, here's our person who we're talking to. <laughs> like, she's right there. Like, you know, the person now Here who I'm going to talk to if something goes up with the ads. I like being really as transparent as possible. And I appreciate you like being so on board. As soon as I mentioned that, that I wanted to do this to be transparent, you were like, yes, let's do it. And I really, that makes me feel good. I like that. I don't know. I just want to demystify podcasting. It's very important to me uh, and it's something that's important to ACAST. So so everyone in the family, Hannah's and H's, if you have more questions for Becky, write them in and I'm sure we'll do another like biz update episode at some point because cool. we're all about that and participating in capitalism because we have to while still being socialist at heart (laughs) thank you for being on the show welcome to a more official part of the family and we'll see you around thank you becky
2: thank
4: you so much
1: to our little internet slumber party you know that point where you and your friend are just in your pile of blankets and you just talk and talk and talk about everything for like three hours you get into the emotional stuff you usually keep to yourself you apologize for shit that happened like a year ago someone cries you hug each other seriously I think that moment at a sleepover is one of the roots of my intense female friendships and queer friendships I had that moment just now at our Zoom sleepover with a member of the team who the family knows and loves and is definitely going to miss. Okay, here we are with Maria Wortel, our iconic editing fairy godmother of the pod who has shaped a huge amount of what the pod sounds like. (laughs) We are very excited for Maria because she is graduating from She's All Fat and from freelancing and focusing on just working with one podcast that's going to take up all her time and that is something she's going to tell us about <laughs> but we wanted to have Maria on um, so that y'all could hear about what she's going to and we could just have a nice little moment of thanking Maria and you could all hear like how meaningful she's been to the podcast and how we're able to succeed now only because of her work.
3: Oh so to give like the listeners a little bit of a background like I was working at another company called Stable Genius Productions and then like right before coronavirus like really got to the US like we had paused a lot of she's all fat stuff due to like all the network stuff we were like trying to get involved with and then at the same time at Stable Genius Productions we also had to like stop working and so it was kind of like a really scary time where I like was really low on work.
1: I think that's the case with like a lot of the background of the podcasting world is like built on freelancers.
3: Exactly. And in the midst of all this, like one of my previous bosses like reached out to me and was like, by the way, like, I think I have a gig for you. Like, and then I would say like two weeks later, maybe not even, I was suddenly like working way more than just part-time then like as things started needing to pick up at she's all fat like i had to like sort of stop and reevaluate. and immediately we were both like fuck 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 like because i was like i don't know what to do this is a lot like i like just got this news like i need to tell you and you were like okay 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 uh <laughs> and so like but then like you know after we both like got over that like 24 hour craziness like we had it again and you were like yeah like that makes sense like if you like have this bigger opportunity like take it and it sucked. Like the timing sucked. Like, well, everything with coronavirus has sucked.
1: (laughs) Like everything has, it wouldn't have pushed you into such a like tight corner probably. But also like, you know, that's what happens. Like people do freelancing and then hopefully like get more larger clients so that they can spend less time doing freelancing, like pitching and shit. Like freelance lifestyle is not sustainable. It's not. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the new to us podcast that you're working on now
3: yeah so it's called 10 Percent happier it's like all based on this book that this guy dan harris wrote and then like he made an app and it's all about how like meditation is often not like this completely like life-changing thing where like you will become enlightened and like because oh, meditation falls under like the wellness category and you know how like wellness is really exploitative and can be like oh, you have to do is this and you'll your life will be changed forever yes, and like yes yes it's very much hitting on the point that that's not going to happen which i have really loved and instead it's like yeah like it, you, it'll make you like 10 percent happier like 10% is like a very small percentage of your life and like the whole business is very much about like integrating meditation and like however it fits into your life and however Is there like, an episode where people can start listening where you start
1: working on it so they can hear your
3: oh <laughs> name man. in the credits? Uh, I'll give you like the link to put in the show notes if that's okay because I actually don't remember which one I was like formally okay, credited in.
1: Can you talk a little bit about passing the torch?
3: One of my last tasks in the in the last month really was um, doing a bunch of interviews with people and and like finding a really good editor. So um, we found a really great editor. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm like so happy that like she's gonna be on the team. But yeah, like it, it's been like kind of sad because I'm like really excited, but at the same time I'm like once we officially sent out an offer to this person, it kind of set in even more that like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, they're, they're replacing me, okay. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's so sad. Um, but yeah, like for the family, I just wanna say, I feel really grateful to have been a part of this team uh, for so many reasons. One of them being like our audience and being able to like do this work and being able to like lift up marginalized voices, which is like a core mission for me as a podcaster. When I first joined the team, I was in a different spot when it came to like my body positivity, fat activism awareness. Um, So I'm like really grateful to not only Sophie and April, but also like the team, like the team, the listeners, because I like have learned so much from you, Sophie, uh, from April, from Yelly, from Lynn. But like I learned something like every day from our listeners and our content and like how people were reacting to things. And it helped me grow as a person and as an activist. And the more and more I grew, That way, the more I realized that, like, this isn't a space for me. And if and I felt, like, really grateful that I was, like, invited to this space and allowed in this
1: space. It has been the same the other way for me. Like, having you and Lynn, who are both straight-sized people on the team, has honestly been, like, super healing for me as a fat person to be, like, number one in charge of things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going to lie. Like... I it's like that was like kind of cool to be in charge of thin people and be like telling them what to do to Mm -hmm. like help me create fat activism was like is is super powerful for me. And to see that, like, you know, there's people who are as committed to this fight as I am who are committed to it because of their belief in like me and other people and like fat people and like, that you don't have to be fat to, like, believe in this, which obviously is true, but it just has been important for me to see that, like, every day. I'm
3: just your thin crony. <laughs> like, Lynn and I just <laughs> are here to do what want wants to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you're forever a part of the family, obviously, and also part of Team SAF, which is what we call our production team and we love you and we're grateful for you and we're so excited to support you on your next step at 10% happier. I can't wait for COVID to be over so Victor and I can visit you and Nate and that'll
3: be fun. (laughs) Honestly like this is gonna get real cheesy but one of the biggest things I've gotten out of this experience is like being friends with like such amazing people and like We never, like, think about this, we never would have met, most probably, uh, I guess I won't say never, but we probably never would have met unless we all worked together. That's
1: so wild. That's so true. Like, one of the things I value most about the podcast is, like, all the people that I've met and all the people who, that's why I like the fat bully, because, like, you and I know each other now, and we're very close friends. And even, like, people who are just listening, who are part of the family, they know us, too even though we don't know them really. Isn't that wild? That's so cool. Thank you so much for talking to us and for your immeasurable contributions to the pod and the family. And I'm sure I'll still be texting you things when I can't figure out how to use my fucking mic or whatever. That's totally fine.
3: Oh my
5: God. Okay. Love you you, and uh, have a great
3: Season five, and I can't wait to hear the rest of the episodes. I will do a weekly um, review (laughs)
5: of each episode. Hell yeah.
1: Tear us apart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's end this. Goodbye. We love you, Maria. Now it's part of the sleepover where we invite the new kid from school and everyone immediately wants to be their friend. Plus, they already know how to edit a podcast. Here's a quick hello from our brand new editor, Layla Oweida. Hey,
5: listeners, I'm Layla Oweida and I'm the newest addition to the SAF Fatmaly. <laughs> You may recognize me or my voice from my very own show, Builders, a tech and media centric podcast that I created with New York City startup Betaworks. While you probably won't be hearing much of my voice beyond today, since I'm mainly in the background, you know, editing the show, I did want to make sure to pop in and let everyone know I am so excited to be part of this family and can't wait to get to know you all, the listeners. You can learn more about me on my site, instagram and very rarely on twitter you can find all of that in the show notes but the most important things to know about me are i'm a gemini a self-professed lover of all things audio and a proud arab american queen from brooklyn and what i love about this show the fact that it's relatable to me as a curvaceous voluptuous femme i think we can all agree the saf space is a much needed one so i hope to keep creating content you all deserve Thanks, everyone.
1: Okay, so we've talked a lot of change. Let me now bring you something that will always stay the same. Our producers hanging out in the Zoom call after the meeting's over. Our patrons know Lynn and Yelly from the Facebook group and our Patreon minisodes, And I want you to know them, too. Lynn started working with us back in 2018 as an intern. We weren't even really looking for an intern because we didn't have enough money to pay anyone, but she scammed her way onto the team and we've loved her ever since. Last season, Lynn did a lot of writing on our episodes and ran our socials. Now she's our senior producer and is even more involved in the show's content. You might remember Yelly as one of our season four interns. We knew immediately that we had to get this Canadian princess on our permanent payroll as the season wrapped up, and thank God she said yes. Yelly's a keystone of our Patreon Facebook group. She loves our Fat Molly community and brings everyone together so well, and is just a cheery little joyful presence anytime she pops up on my screen. Yelly's now our junior producer, which means she's acting as our total finance whiz along with doing episode research and keeping us all on task. So... Here's my chubby partner in crime, Yelly, and my thin minion, Lynn, at their portion of this Zoom sleepover.
6: Hi, family! Uh, it's
7: Lynn and Yelly. That's alright!
6: Yelly, okay, I'm gonna jump right into it. What's like your big sleepover memory?
7: My big sleepover memory is, I can't remember what birthday it was, but I did have a sleepover birthday party one year, and I remember there was this girl at the party, and she, like, was that friend that, like, I thought was really cool, but she was actually just, like, mean to everyone, you oh, know what I mean? yeah,
6: I know her. And I
7: remember my best friend Lauren, who's, like, been my best friend since, like, as long as I could remember she fell asleep and then this girl put like toothpaste or something in her hair and then like I had to spend like like I didn't have to but like because I'm a nice person I spent a really long time like helping Lauren get like the toothpaste out of her hair and I felt really bad for inviting this girl because she ruined everything and that's my biggest sleepover memory. That
6: is so classic like you were trying to do a nice thing by like inviting someone but then also like it becomes your problem when that person sucks. Mm
7: -hmm. Yes. What about you, Lynn?
6: I always woke up earlier than everyone else at, like, all sleepovers, but I have this one memory where I, like, woke up early, and I went into the kitchen, and, like, the person whose house it was, like, her mom was there, and so I, like, was talking to her mom and, like, probably eating cereal. And then that person's mom, when my mom picked me up, was like, oh, like, she's an early riser, like, she's very loud, she woke everyone
7: up! Oh! (laughs) My gosh! Never. So Yelly,
6: who's your crush?
7: Who's my crush? Zach Efron always. <laughs> Is that who you would say? Um, no. I was, when I was younger, I was very boy crazy, and I think it was to overcompensate for the fact that I am 99% a lesbian, and, like, I had a hardcore Joe Jonas phase. Like, I had a poster behind my bedroom door that I would, like, make out with. I Ah! had, like... A camp rock watch that I would wear every single day. Um, Wait, I was a Nick
6: Jonas person myself.
7: I feel like it's very telling. Oh, absolutely.
6: Yeah, I like that he was, I think he's pretty like feminine. He has some feminine features. But I also was trying to like distinguish myself. I was like, I'm not like other girls. I like Nick Jonas.
7: (laughs) That's right. I didn't ever um, cross paths with any Kevin girls. I don't know them. I don't know a Kevin girl.
6: There are no Kevin girls except for that girl who he married.
7: That's right. (laughs) Can I tell you another quick, funny sleepover story that I have? Absolutely. When I was in grade three, I lived across the street from, like, my only friends. It was, like, the one year that I lived in Oklahoma. It was, like, a really, like, I don't even know what happened that year. But, um, I slept over at their house, and I was, like, a hardcore bedwetter until I was about 10 years old. Like, I put the bed so much. Like, it was absurd. But I slept over at their house, and I didn't want to put, like, my little Pampers, like, diapers on, because I thought it was not cool. And then I wet the bed, or, like, I was sleeping on their couch, and I, like, peed all over their, like, nice leather couch. And then I woke up and freaked out, and then I called my dad, and I made him come pick me up. And then I made him tell the parents the next day Ah!
6: that I wet their couch. First of all, like, way to come up with an action plan for yourself. Like, Right? Obviously you made him come pick you up. Like, you can't deal with that. So embarrassing. So scary. Yep. Last thing here before we move on to the rest of the episode. Yelly, tell us a secret.
7: Oh my gosh. What's a secret? Do you have a secret? Um, While I think of one?
6: Oh, I have a secret. Okay, good. I have a good one. So my childhood best friend, um, Emma, she in sixth grade was, like, like, had a, like, quote-unquote boyfriend, meaning they, like, saw Madagascar 2 together in the theaters.
7: <laughs> Madagascar 2.
6: That's what they saw. I, re- I, like, really remember that. Their parents both dropped them off. They saw Madagascar 2. But his name was Andrew, and he and I, we took Chinese language together, and... I started to get a crush on him when he and emma were still like whatever like dating. <laughs> and then they stopped dating because emma was like we're in sixth grade this is ridiculous but then i like really had a crush on him for like a couple of months there but i was like I will never act on this. Like, I will never tell Emma. To this day, I have not told Emma that I had a crush on her boyfriend in sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
7: Emma, Lynn is coming for your man. (laughs) That was such a good secret. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) My secret is that, okay, so when my little sister... Like, I have two of them, but the one that's closer to me in age, she is six years younger than me. And I was the first born. So when she was born, I was so, like, insanely jealous of the fact that it was no longer all about me, as it should be always. So whenever she would be like taking a nap in the middle of the day or whatever I would always sneak into her nursery and then like pinch her to wake her up until she started crying and then I would run across the hallway to my bedroom before my mom caught me and that's my secret (laughs) (laughs) wait so does
6: your mom not know that you used to do that
7: no she does now It's, like, one of my favorite stories to tell.
6: It's hilarious. It's also, like, Yelly, babies get more attention because they cry, so making the baby cry is just going to get more attention. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's a really good secret. I like it a lot. Thank you. Um, Another secret is that this is going to be a great season. Uh, She's all fat.
7: That's right.
6: It sucks that uh, it's happening during an international pandemic and that a lot of people are suffering but it's been really good for me to have meetings with you and sophie the new editor
7: i feel like it's brought us closer oh
6: 100 percent. once this started happening it was just like a whole new <laughs> level of being real with each other it's very good
7: it's amazing
6: yeah so i hope that that is what it feels like for the family for our listeners we're making this for you and if you ever want to talk to us <laughs> yelly is killing it in the patreon facebook group and also like on the close friends story we're around we're a small podcast we want to chat with you
7: tell us your secrets
6: tell us your secrets tell us your crush
7: tell us if you're a kevin girl oh my god yes all kevin hannah yourself <laughs> <laughs>
6: hannah jonas <laughs> all right bye bye
1: not only are we back with new saf content for this season i have two more pod recommendations for our listeners first of all the folks at girl tales are keeping your kiddos entertained with reimagined fairy tales we love these intersectional and feminist focused stories here's a clip once upon a time. Cool story, bro, but let us take it from here. Girl Tales is a kids' podcast where girls are the heroes of their own stories, and you're
0: invited. Slay a cyclops, fly on the wings of a swan, defeat a mouse king and his mouse army. Find Girl Tales wherever you get your podcasts, and join the fairy tale revolution today.
1: New fat pod alert! Let me tell you about Rebel Eaters Club from Transmitter Media. This body-positive and unapologetically food-positive show is about breaking up with diet culture. Host Virgie Tovar talks to Rebel Eaters who will change the way you think about your food and your body. This show invites you to literally join the club with a manifesto, journal prompts, snack suggestions, official club stationery, and even merit badges. Listen now in your favorite podcast app or at rebeleatersclub.com. All right, family. Before we go, I have an action item for you. This week, I want you to make a donation to the National Bailout Fund. From their website, quote, National Bailout is a Black-led and Black-centered collective of abolitionist organizers, lawyers, and activists building a community-based movement to support our folks and end systems of pretrial detention and, ultimately, mass incarceration. We are people who have been impacted by cages, either by being in them ourselves or witnessing our families and loved ones being caged. We are queer, trans, young, elder, and immigrant. Learn more at nationalbailout.org. So make a donation. There's a link in the show notes. Send us your receipt and I personally will match your donation up to $500 and we will shout you out on our socials and we want to meet that limit. So please donate, donate, donate. We'll be doing an accounting meeting as a team this week so that we can figure out how much money we want to donate as a team. But individually, I'll be doing 500 So please do that and send us your receipt. We pulled back the curtain as promised on our fat podcasting team, and I hope you're as excited as we are. That's also kind of like a sleepover, like when you wake up in the morning and everyone's hair is greasy and BO is in the air and you're like, All right! That makes you excited, right? What kind of breakfast cereals does this family have, am I right? If not, get excited about this. Jasmine J, Sophie Hagen, Sonali Rashatwar. These are just a few of our fave fatties we're having on this season we've got some good combos about indoor selfie photo shoots. We've got a fat and sexy episode about intimacy and quarantine. We may even have a whole hour unpacking those memes your fatphobic friends posted at the start of quarantine. And like we said at the top, we'll be reading books together and working to destroy fatphobia and the origin of fatphobia, racism. I'm not an expert on everything, but I do have a PhD in fatness. <laughs> Lynn wrote that and we've got a lot of smart freaking friends of the pod and family members coming along with us we're so lucky to have you she's all fat was created by me Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure People find the show so we can grow the family. Our ads are done in partnership with ACAST. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com or send us an email. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish and our logo was by Brit Scott. Layla Oeda is our brand new editor. Lynn Barbera and Yelly Cruz produced this episode. Our thin crony forever is Maria Bortel. I am our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe out there.
5: She's all fat.
0: Planning for your next trip?